Hey, welcome to Reflection as a Service. I'm Paul Merrill, and I'm joined by my co-host. James Jeffers. That's me. As always, it's you. It was never anyone else. It was never going to be anyone else. Well, what? have we done episodes where one or both of us couldn't make it? We've had one that I know of with Josh uh, Anderson. I thought you did one without me. Did I? Have you been seeing another podcaster? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Maybe I thought there I was. Think so. Maybe I guess, there was. I guess we'll be. People will tell us. Yeah, we'll have to go back through. So, what are we going to talk about tonight? Well, how are things going? First, things going okay? Uh, yeah, they've been going pretty good. Um, you know, fall is in the air. The temperatures have dipped into the low nineties. <laughs> and you know, I've, I always get excited by cooler weather. Yeah. Uh, I like a lot of things that the fall brings, and we're going to talk about some of that. In a few minutes, I, I think, right? Oh, cool. All right. So, so you know, this is the podcast, Reflection as a Service, to talk about entrepreneurship and software engineering. We do that every week. Sometimes we bring you guests. This particular episode, there are no guests. It's James and I, two guys who have been in software for a really long time and in entrepreneurship a little less of a long time. Um, and we've been trying to explore that journey together with you, our listeners. We're always interested in your feedback uh, and all that. So make sure to, to reach out to us whether it's through Twitter or the website or whatever. Tonight, we're going to talk about recharging. How do you recharge your batteries? Is that, is, did yeah. I, did I, did how do you right? recharge your batteries? How do you recharge your batteries? And so, um, I guess, you know, you're the one who brought this idea up. So do you want to frame the conversation for us? Yeah. Okay. So you don't need to recharge, you just need to work all the time. <laughs> Good frame. Right. Uh, no, I, I, yeah, I brought this up because I think it's become more relevant, um, this year has been a lot more successful than previous years, but oh, congratulations. but it also felt like it's been a lot more work. And so now I'm trying to find that balance of, I need to make sure that I take out time for myself and for my family, because I found that if I was just working nonstop, I could feel my energy with my clients start to decline. I was less enthusiastic about projects and that fed into having less work down the road, which meant... I would have to hustle even harder later on to bring that work in and make more money. So, yeah. So I think recharging is a necessary. I'll say it again: a necessary step in your life as an entrepreneur, and also as a as a, a guy who's just going to a cubicle, working yeah. for the man. Yeah. You need recharge time as well. It's different for entrepreneurs, I think, because you know it's we, just like we talked before about boundaries. Our boundaries between work and home are often very blurred. Like literally just a few feet down the hall, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about you. I have a, I have a work office, and it seems like some days it felt like there was no. I couldn't jump in my car and drive home, and yeah. work was at the back at the office. It literally was like turning around, and work still right there. So, um, but with an entrepreneur, you need to take time out to say this is an activity that's not work. This is an activity that's specifically something that I really enjoy. It's almost like the thing you can think about. What are you working so hard for? Yeah. It's like, well, I work really hard so I can take time off to do this other cool stuff. I think I had um, my uncle once said, he said, James, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, I don't know. I never really thought about it. And he said, you should be a dentist. And I said, <laughs> why should I be a dentist? And he said, because I belong to this glider club. And I got to tell you, the dentists are the guys that all own their own gliders. <laughs> um and I thought, oh, that's that's a good point. I guess if I want to really rake it in, I should be a dentist. <laughs> uh, but uh, then it occurred to me, like, well, if you've got to be a dentist, I mean, think about what that that's involved. Like, you got to go to medical well, medical school, right? 
I got to specialize in the head and then you got to go to the dental specialty and who knows, right? Just so you can fly gliders. Why don't you just find a way to fly gliders? <laughs> find another way, right? Yeah. And you got to look at people's grills all day long. I mean. Yeah. And we've seen some people, they look, they've never seen a drop of fluoride. <laughs> but, you know, to me, it was like odd. It was like, you know, some people will use that, that thing, their hobby to get them through the week. Because maybe they don't have, you know, maybe they didn't grow up in a way that allowed them to pull in the the big six-figure job, mm-hmm. right? And they have a family to feed. And so their job is not something that they enjoy. Their job is something they do to put food on the table. Yeah. But for them, so recharge is um, sort of unloading the mental strain of, you know you're spending all week doing something that you don't enjoy. And I think, uh, you know, that's, that's that function. For an entrepreneur, though, oftentimes it starts off doing something we enjoy. Like we figured out this is a well, part of our job that we like so much, we decided to do a heck of a lot more of it Yeah. and on our own terms. But that can kind of turn into, I enjoy doing it, but now I have to do it. Like yeah. there's, I, I can't rely on a paycheck in two weeks if I'm not hustling. Yeah. And if you do it the way that we're doing it, that each of us is doing it, starting out on your own without... 10 other people to count on. There's no other partner, business partner, uh, nothing like that. You're, you're by yourself when you start on your own money. There's no one else to rely on. And at first, sometimes it feels like you can't even take a vacation. In fact, sometimes it feels like, um, when you try to take a vacation, it's almost worse because you, you, I don't know how it is for you, but for me, I had this sense initially that there was all this weight on my shoulders. And if I'm trying to be away from work and not do the work, then I can't take care of that weight. I can't get it off. No, you know? yeah, yeah, um, no, exactly. Yeah. And, and it was, so it was almost worse trying to be away from work. And so I want to hear all about your strategies for this. I know for me, it's been, it's been this process of learning, like, how do you turn it off? How do you set things up in such a way that you don't have to look at your phone every five minutes or look at your laptop every five minutes that when you turn the switch off, you actually do walk away and do, and, and you're not at work anymore. I mean, cause that's important. I think having, having that delineation between what is work and what is not is, is probably the first step. Yeah. Um, it, this is, and so this is very similar to like boundaries, but like internal boundaries. Um, but yeah, so the first step is, is being able to make that distinction. So what I've started to do is, in the afternoons around four o'clock, I start looking at the clock and I start anticipating at five what's going to happen. And my son started high school, and so you know we've we've started carpooling with some other parents, and so he usually gets walks to the door at four o'clock. And when as soon as he walks to the door, I know the clock is ticking, and by five p.m. whatever's going on isn't going on anymore after five. And that wasn't the case over the summer. I mean, oh, yeah. it really it really got bad in some situations, but now. As soon as five o'clock rolls around, I, I literally stand up from my desk, shut off the monitor, go downstairs, interact with my son, you know, start taking care of the pets um, that needs to in the afternoon, feeding them, walking them, and literally starting to do activities that I know I'm not going to be around my desk for a couple of hours. Um, and that's helped out tremendously because that kind of sets the mental tone of I'm not working anymore right now. It's kind of like... Um, for some people who um, might have a problem, say, uh, overeating or eating all hours of the day, one of the strategies they say is brush your teeth right after dinner. 
right? Because as soon as you brush your teeth, you don't want to eat again. You don't want to eat got again. That clean feeling. Yeah, you just yeah. got, the, and it's like a signal that okay, the time for eating is done. So for me, this is like brushing your teeth. Like the time for working is done. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. yeah. I like um, that. And I, I think the other thing that I specifically did is I scheduled a week of travel right in the middle when I knew it was going to get pretty crazy. There could be a lot of stuff going on. And that could have gone south any number of ways, but this was this was an event that I could only go to once a year, and I did it with my son. And we'd been planning this for a long time before all these projects got lined up. But I, I simply told my clients ahead of time, hey, between this day and this day, I'm not going to be in town. You know, here's an emergency plan if you need to contact me, but otherwise don't plan on seeing me, you know, during the week. Uh, and, and that worked out great. And getting away was great because when I came back, I really did feel a lot better about having to face, you know, the next phase of projects. Um, the other thing is when we go into, um, we're going out with the family, you know, I know a lot of people like to carry their phones with them at all times. And you go into a restaurant, you'll see whole families just with the phone face. Yeah. Um, and so what I started to do is I will leave my phone in the car. Uh, which that was a pretty hard habit to break because oh I need to check the weather I want to check Twitter I want to check my email um, but I, by leaving it in the car hey look at that now you know I can talk to my family and I think they started to pick up on this because I noticed my son doesn't take carry his phone into restaurants nice. anymore nice. so that's another great and then you've got you know an hour and a half two hours where you literally are not it's a break yeah you're you're taking that break from yeah. work um I. Uh, there's a couple other guys that uh, we communicate on Slack through the, like the local devs uh, Slack channel, and so some of us were talking about video games, and so they've said, "Hey, how about we pick a, a weeknight where we all get on after the kids have gone to bed?" And we've been doing that off and on for a couple of months now. Oh, cool! And so we've been able, you know, we're all older, we've got kids, and so we've been trying to break out games that we remember and uh, playing those, and just dedicating two hours. You know, being completely irresponsible because we know we got to get up in the morning <laughs> and just playing playing video games. Um, yeah, you know, I've had similar experiences so, some of those ways. I think that there are some things that differ about your business and mine. Yeah. We have slightly different goals in some areas. We have different um, approaches that we want to take. Our businesses are different in the sense that the way that we relate to clients, the terms of those those contracts, the lengths of those contracts, all those things are are. They're similar in the sense that they're business to business, but they're different in, in other ways. And so for, for me, one of the things that I've had to focus a lot on in order to try to reach my goals is uh, marketing and sales. And it's brand new for me over the last few years. And so those things, um, trying to learn them meant doing a lot of things differently, like going to a lot of meetups to meet people because it's a sale is not it's a sale I used to think of as this dirty thing we've talked about this before but I used to think <laughs> yeah. of it as this dirty thing but really it's just you have a relationship with someone and then at some point one of you has a need and you can make an exchange in order for that need to be satisfied that's what a sale is and so the more relationships you have the more opportunities you have for those sales to happen um, and it doesn't mean that every relationship that I have is there in order to get a sale uh, it means that a sale could come out of any relationship on the other hand, right? So, um, but that's not what I'm after in every relationship. Um, but what I, what I found myself doing was I'm working during the day and then I'm going to meetups at night. And a lot of times the meetups are, you know, 30, 25, 30 miles from here. 
and you may be going to have pizza beforehand and have a drink afterwards and maybe there's somebody there that you want to chat with and get to know better so you're having a drink afterwards and if you do a couple of those a week you know suddenly you've got full days of work plus those for you're dedicating three hours or so each one of them so that's another day or half a day in there um and then what i was finding is even on the weekends, I was trying to do things like that or put it, put content out. Um, those are the things that I'll do on the weekend is, is figure out content to put out. And so it was taking up a lot of my time. And I found that I had these two things in my life. One was family and one was work. And what I used to have was those plus a number of other things like golf. I absolutely love golf. That mm-hmm. is what you know that. That's You're wearing my, golf shorts right now. I, am, but I, have not, <laughs> I have not used them for golf in quite a long time. So what I found is, so golf is a little bit challenging to kind of just sort of do. Like, you can't just sort of golf. Like, you have to go and practice multiple, like, get out there every single week, multiple times a week. And hopefully you're going to play a couple rounds a week. And that means at the pace that people play around here, you're going to be playing for five hours each time for 18 little, holes. Because it's, it's so slower? slow. Oh, okay. It's so incredibly slow. Are you used to, like, um, a speed golf? Is that a thing? Uh, I wish it were a thing because I would do it and I do it when the, when the course is empty in front of me, I can go like, I can do get like on less like, than like a three hour round, walk. like segways, no. speed racing. Or no, and I like horses. to walk and I like to walk fast. And okay. If I, if I play alone and I'm walking, I can do less than three hours and 18 holes. But you're kind of gated by people in front of you. Right. Right. Okay. right. And so, so a lot of times, um, you know, you can't get around a week. You can't get two rounds a week because that's, that can be 10 hours of your time. Right. And then you still would like to get out and hit a few balls or chip here and there for an hour, you know, here a night or an hour every couple nights in order to really keep it going and make it work when you get out into the course. So for me, that was that's an amount of time that I just can't spend right now. So trying to go out onto the course and play is not is not enjoyable at all because I can't do it well anymore. I have to think about it and I have to try really hard and it's not it the ball doesn't go where I want it to go and it won't shape the way that I want it to shape, right? So those things to me like that 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 kind of gotten taken out of the equation now i'm left with two wonderful things one of which is obviously much much greater than the other in my family and then the other is 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 work and and those two things together so trying to find ways to recharge has been very difficult and what i'm finding is that i have to either mix them in with business or mix them in with family or have to have very short periods of time um, like I'm going to do, I'm going to go to, uh, there's a, a place called whisk up the street and it's a kitchen shop and they do cooking, um, classes. And so I'm taking a class over at whisk, um, this week, uh, for the- this one. I don't remember. You're going to ask me what class it is. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, this, I don't remember this class. I think, um, there was one that was about Julia Childs and like her four favorite items on a, on a, on a menu yes um four favorite pieces of meal this one i can't remember what it was it might have been something that was um italian or indian or something but you can go in there without any preparation you go for a couple hours and you're not here you're not in your house you're not at your office you're not doing work you're not doing something else and it's kind of a way to get away have you been now i think you had a great love for golf um there's there anything else that you really enjoy? <laughs> I mean, I, I wish I had more hobbies. I like public speaking. I enjoy public speaking. I did Toastmasters for a while, so that was something to get away with. I know I don't have enough hobbies, right? 
I don't know if you have enough. I mean, golf itself sounds like, I know that people have talked about this, and I've only played golf a couple of times, and it was terrible uh, for me. Not, I mean, not that the game oh, it's is a ter- It's a terrible game to learn. Everybody. It is absolutely <laughs> a horrible game to learn. Like, when you're learning it and when you're trying to get better, it is, it's the most frustrating thing there is. But what keeps you coming back is the one really good shot that you make. You hit it just right and you know you hit it right. And it, it bounces off the If I could just the, do that 60 more times. <laughs> right, right. This right. game would be easy. This would be easy. Um, but I was going to, I was more towards like, I think we both have personal favorites. Our favorite, our, our, uh, our schools that we went to. Yeah. They have sporting teams, I hear. Yes. And so we like to watch them. Yes. And once uh, once or twice a year, they actually play against each other. Those yeah. are exciting times. In football once a year, yeah. Yeah. And so um, when I first you know, got out of school, I really did not spend a lot of time watching it, mostly because my wife does not particularly enjoy football, and I kind of liked it to watch it, not to play it. And uh, But then I found there were other people who also went to the same school and they all met at the same place. And so I just told my wife, I said, I'm just going to go to watch it with the alumni club. Yeah. And, um, that's been a lot of fun, you know, and for, you know, three hours or whatever, you're kind of like sort of in that mode. And you know, it's like, we got, everyone's got the same cheers, got the same music. Yeah. Um, everyone's clapping for the same team. I mean, that's itself like a miniature escape. Um, and so I don't know. I mean, does that something yeah. that you've allowed yourself, or? Yeah, we. I mean, we we watch every football game that that we play in. Uh, my wife went to the same school, so we we do that um, together. I think one of the things for me is I'm I'm an introvert, and I I think you're an introvert too, which means that we recharge with like alone quiet time. Sometimes it's one on one time, but we need that quiet alone time in order to get get back and do what we love and for me one of the things that's been difficult in the last few years has been finding time when i'm just absolutely alone no requirements no responsibility whatsoever and if i want to lay on the couch and watch like you know arrested development or whatever it is <laughs> i can do that you know yeah i was thinking you're right about being introverted i think i am introverted um which made me remember that there is another really interesting tool, and that's the mindful meditation, um, which I just learned about a few months ago. And my wife's been doing more of it than I have. Um, but there's apparently a, a couple of really good apps that you can get on your phone that kind of will make it easy for you to go through a series of guided meditations. And I found those to be really great for helping you kind of as as an introvert getting that mental recharge on a daily basis and it takes i don't know 10 15 minutes to do one yeah so it's it's not a huge commitment of time but i think it's made a difference yeah i was i just started reading some about that in the last few months um the happiness trap is a book that i've been reading mm-hmm. and i think i i don't know if i share mention that to you or what but it it's it's about mindfulness and about uh not necessarily all of the, it takes kind of an objective psychological view to mindfulness as opposed to a, um, an Eastern spiritual religious. Less, less woo-woo. Um, I don't know if that's the way that I would classify it. You and I might classify <laughs> these things differently. Um, <laughs> 
but it, it takes kind of a secular uh, academic view of it and and that was that was really helpful I think one of the things for me in in running a business having a family and whatever else is the amount of stuff that's just going on like constantly the amount of things that are going on and trying to quiet that down and that's the mindfulness thing has right. definitely helped yeah. with that learning okay, I do hear all of these nagging things that have to happen. How do I quiet that out and focus on what I'm doing right now? Have you looked at any of the uh, getting things done? I did. So that's David... Um, Helen. David Allen. Right. Oh, David Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I read his book a long, long time ago. Yeah. Did it help? It did. I, I still use that in the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Those two were both about kind of time management and figuring out how to get things done, I guess. Yeah. I, I have, um, just, I, I had to over the summer, I was kind of adopted uh, a variant of getting things done called the secret. And okay. it's basically how to combine Evernote with getting things done. Is that what that book, the secret was about? Is that, that's a, I thought I think that was the something book, very different. That, I thought the that was book like of the novel. secret. This is like the secret method. Oh, okay. All right. It's, which well, I thought of too. I was like, the secret, isn't that kind of like some kind of like uh, metaphysical woo-woo? I mean, I, but it actually turned out to be a guy, a bunch of guys talked about the secret weapon, how to organize your time, uh, which was a pleasant departure from what I thought it was going to be. And it was basically how to, how do you use a tool like Evernote? I think there are examples that specifically were how to use Evernote to, to organize that. So um, that, and that was helpful because you know, as the book talks about, it's the, the the mental debris that you have to try to keep in your mind and get offloading yeah. out of your head. Yeah. And so I think one there's several things that I've been trying to do lately. One is um, I, for several months now, I've just gone in and, well, I kind of always have had a to-do list, but I've been more disciplined about every single morning going in and writing down the things that need to be done. Any emails that come in, I try to, in the morning or at night, take a moment to look through whatever I flagged that day. So I'll flag an email if it's something that I need to come back to, and that's my mechanism to search through my email, make sure that I don't miss anything, and then try to put those things into that list. And so that helps kind of take some of the the stressors and the anxiety and stuff away and put it into one place so that I don't have to think about it. The other thing that I'm trying to do with some of that work is to... Um, actually have line items for going and doing something different, take a walk or whatever. And I haven't been doing that as much this, this year as I need to in the summer. It's been hot and I just didn't want to, but getting outside, taking a walk can do wonders. Yeah. I think especially with the weather improving. Yeah. It's going to be a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I told, I was telling my wife, I said, one of the things I tried to do over the summer was to get outside for 15 minutes or more direct sun exposure. And if you've seen me in person, I'm not a person who looks like they've had a lot of sun exposure. <laughs> but uh, the more I was reading about it, I kind of said that um, the research seemed to indicate that for both mood yeah. and for overall health, like just getting out into the sun, it does, yeah, it helps a lot. And so, like, I literally would go to the pool and just sit there in the sun for 15 to 20 minutes. I never got burnt, which is shocking. Yes. Um, but it's like every day I was like, I'm going, to the, I'm going to the pool. Just gonna lie there for a few minutes. And uh, I think that helped with stress levels immensely. Yeah. Um, and now that, you know, it's it's probably not going to be as great for being around a pool, but, you know, I've got a dog I can walk every day in the middle of the day and just get away from my desk for 15 to 20 minutes and be outside and see the yeah. sky. 
Yeah, I think that's really good. And, and, and breathing in the outside air instead of just this filtered stuff all the time and um, all those things I think are really helpful. Yeah, I don't know if we hit this as, as well as I had. I, I don't know. What are your thoughts about this episode? Do you think this, do you think we hit all the high notes here? I think, I think people do need to hear that it's, it's okay to seek out and participate in things that you personally find enjoyable. Because I think a lot of entrepreneurs, especially, like they don't give themselves that. Yeah. And I don't think they realize that ultimately that's going to be something that's going to work against you. Yeah. If you constantly deny yourself the things that you find pleasurable, um, I think that over time it's like it's like that's what's going to cause your gears to grind up and lock. Yeah. Um, and if you want to be a, a happy, fully functioning human being, you need to find things that you find really enjoyable yeah. and give yourself the time and, and bandwidth to, to go in and do those, even if it's for a few minutes. And new things and things that aren't related. I watched that uh, Steve Jobs movie with... Um um, Stephen Colbert? No. Who's the guy that Bobby was on the 70s show? Oh. Um, the people listening right now are going, it's blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I can't remember his name. The guy from the 70s show that did the Steve Jobs movie. Well, that's, you nailed it. Okay. What about, <laughs> what about him? Coocher? Co- Kevin, Stephen? Alan. I, Alan David Coocher? Coocher. <laughs> What's his name? He was the first one to like a million people on Twitter or something. Stephen Kuchinopoulos. <laughs> you miss it with me? Do you know who it is? Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher. You knew who it was the whole time. <laughs> Jerk face. Oh. Yeah. The, the, the camera guy. Yeah. So apparently in I was watching that movie and one of the guys in there was talking about uh, doing calligraphy and learning. Yeah. And, and I guess, I guess Steve they made it look like Steve Jobs went and learned calligraphy. And I was thinking that would be really, really interesting as something that's not related to anything that I do. My brain would be in a completely different place. Um, I did some drawing at one point. We talked about that. Uh, you and I have talked about that in the past. But Like I love freehand sketching? Yeah, I just picked up some pencils and a uh, pad and just tried to do that for a while. And that's Just the, because I yeah. hadn't done it since like eighth grade. So Giving your right side of your brain a chance to move and limber up. I think it was, yeah, I don't know which side of the brain it is, but just, yeah, do something different. What have I done that's been really, oh, um, my son and I decided to sign up for a German longsword class. Oh. And you want to talk about entertainment is watching me trying to move Lift backwards up. and forwards. Oh, move backwards. <laughs> Lift, I was thinking something different. Okay. And my son's 14, so he's like, <laughs> you know, he's flexible and, and he's fast and I'm like old and slow and... Uh, no, the, I mean, the sword work's not that bad, um, but they're like, you know, a lot, in a lot of ways, it's a sport-oriented uh, endeavor. So there's a lot of, you need to know how to like maintain the proper distance to your opponent. And so if your opponent moves to the left, you kind of want to move to your right and vice versa, backwards and forwards. And so there's a, there's a specific footwork they want you to use because you have to maintain the ability to pivot quickly to generate force uh. in, in the strikes. And so, um, I'm sure if someone videotaped this, they would have a laugh right watching me try to do this. Um, but that was completely, you know, I've never really, I haven't done that sort of thing for like years and years, right? So. Yeah. That's cool. So those are some of the things that we've done to, to get out and, and recharge, recharge and do different things. But I think the important thing is that you have to make an effort. I think so. It. I think so. Now, I, I, I am going to tell you, like, I, there are people that I talk to that are getting 
on board the work for yourself thing. Yeah. And I think that, um, it's important for people to know it. It really is hard work. It's a lot of damn hard work. It is more hard work than yeah. it's like having a kid. No matter what you read, nothing will prepare you for what you're about to yeah. go through. And I, and I think there are different levels of it. And the farther along you, you get into it, the more, the deeper you get. And I think some of these things you have to set up as habits in order to later on be able to appreciate them because it may be, maybe it's harder later on. I'm not sure that's just kind of a feeling that I, that I get an intuition kind of thing, but, um, yeah, so it is really hard work, but you got to do these things in order to be able to do the hard work better. Your reward for your hard work is yet more hard work. <laughs> and with that, it sums it up. Look, if you like what we're saying, make sure to go out to Facebook, uh, uh, sorry, not Facebook, go out to iTunes and SoundCloud and Google Play and review us, please. We would love to have some more reviews. You guys know that this is something that James and I started um, a while back, we do it to talk about our journey in entrepreneurship in software development, to talk a little bit about our businesses, James's work uh, building applications for his customers, my work in at Beaufort Fairmont Automated Testing Services, where we're migrating uh, companies and teams from manual testing over to automated testing. And, uh, you know, we really appreciate you listening. Make sure to get in touch with us. We're very open to that. We want to hear your thoughts, your comments. Um, Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you later. Later.